Hello, and welcome to Forecast, the Foreshadow podcast, which seeks to offer glimpses of heaven on earth through conversations about people's lives and work. In this, our second season, we are diving deeper into the concept of vocation. Our theme is Called Forth, Vocation and Faith, and the guiding questions we will consider are, who are we called to become, and what are we called to do? Though I'm confident we will never fully or universally answer these questions, I am sure that we will glean something of value from each of our guests. I'm your host today, Will Shine, and with me is my friend, Valencio Jackson. Valencio, how are you doing? Doing pretty well today. Doing pretty well. Thanks for, uh, Valencio is uh, commuted uh, two hours just for this uh, (laughs) podcast interview. And so, uh, listeners, you are a, a privileged lot that he has chosen to <laughs> devote some of his uh, Thursday afternoon, as it were, not when you're listening, but when today when we're recording, to this uh, to this occasion. So, Valencio, thanks for making the commute up from Macon, is Macon, it? Macon, Georgia. Yep. Yeah, Macon, Georgia. And you are not from Macon, Georgia, originally. So you're in Georgia, I think, for a similar reason to me. Uh, tell us about uh, why you're in Georgia, why you're in Macon, and give us a little bit of uh, your, your Georgia connection, I guess. A Georgia connection. Okay. Um, I'm at University of Georgia uh, as a TA um, in the music theory and composition uh, realm of things. Um, I'm also I'm based in Macon as I work at uh, Mercer University teaching music theory. Wow. And so I originally came from, or not originally, but uh, just previously came from Towson, Maryland, or Baltimore, Maryland, and I uh, was working at Towson University teaching uh, music there as well. Wow. That's awesome. And uh, you're also finishing a DMA, if I'm understanding this correctly. Yes. The hope is this uh, DMA in composition and theory will uh, culminate in a successful, strong, nice. exciting <laughs> end there. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, well, well, hopefully we'll be able to, uh, as an addendum to this episode, post some of your works as well and uh, share some of that with uh, the Foreshadow Magazine uh, crew and uh, followership. All to say, uh, yeah, Valencia and I met at the University of Georgia. We were in a class together. It was a pretty cool class, and uh, Valencia was a pretty cool dude. So uh, we've subsequently become friends. And as I've gotten to know Valencia, I've come to realize, wow, this guy has uh, such a fascinating sort of life and story, uh, places that you've been, things that you've done things that you've had to navigate. And uh, yeah, I just thought it would be such a great, uh, you'd be such a great contributor to a forecast, especially in the season when we when we unpack things like vocation and calling and whatnot. So again, thank you for coming up today. Absolutely, absolutely. From the dead center middle of Georgia up north here. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to another semester where we'll get to rub elbows as well. Mm-hmm. So pivoting from that, um, Valencio, let's go a little bit further back in time in as much as it's relevant to uh, uh, or helpful to understanding who you are and, uh, and the, who you are today. Tell us a little bit about your background um, uh, and, and some of the things that um, have been important to you as you've moved forward in life and accumulated, whether that's skills or ideas or sensibilities and uh, maybe how some of those things have manifested in jobs you've done or places you've been, and uh, okay. et cetera. And we'll get more into that as I'm sure you know time goes on here. Okay. Um, I guess a little bit of background. Um, I'm originally from the Virgin Islands, uh, St. Croix, the largest of the U.S. group of the islands there. I spent my entire childhood there all the way through high school. So I came up to Delaware 
um, for college, and there I studied engineering, and quickly realized that that was not the avenue for me. <laughs> you know, I was involved there, the gospel choir. I was there. I was involved in um, the local youth group, um, the Black Student Union, and different groups. And I just realized that uh, that the engineering did not allow me to live. It allowed me to oh, no. <laughs> struggle, <laughs> and uh, that was not that was not uh, really good. Um, since then, I, I transitioned into music and math and education pretty much ever since then and fitness surprisingly enough um roundabout uh or long story short or to make this into one big nutshell uh i went into teaching for a short period of time and it was in music i'm sorry it was in math mathematics Um, i taught high school math and adult education for a bit and then moved right into the fitness world mainly aquatics uh became an aquatics director wow and became an instructor in those various areas, uh, mainly in post-rehab fitness and exercise, um, which became really exciting for me. And now I'm transitioning back into music. Wow. wow. Music theory, music composition, music instruction. Um, it's a, a really, I don't know, diverse road or a yeah. really twisted road, so to speak. <laughs> you, you almost sound like... Uh, the three different versions of yourself are like the beginning of some sort of guy walks into a bar joke. <laughs> yes, you know? yes, I'm sure someone could come up with one. Absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 pretty it's pretty remarkable that you know we've we've talked to different people this season who've kind of had pivots in career mm-hmm. or shifts or changes, but you've kind of you've done something very interesting uh, that I I, I want to sort of take note of that you didn't uh, you you have talked about getting back into something I mm-hmm. guess. But I think there's a through line in all of your experiences. And as we were sort of talking before recording, um, that's something I think a lot of our listeners would probably benefit from learning more about. Um, This through line that I think has to do with the word vocation and how you understand that word, what it's sort of like, what it looks like to have vocation Mm -hmm. in, in your experience, so that it makes sense that you, in your mind at least, that you've done these very like disparate sort of things, jobs, activities, occupations that that don't necessarily connect in any sort of like uh, obvious way. So tell us a little bit about when I say the word vocation uh, and or calling things okay. like this, and especially as someone who has like a, a Christian faith background, what what do those words mean, or how do they resonate with you? Okay. Um... A calling, I sometimes, well, I guess I think of a calling as more of the, as the awareness of that thing which is pulling us from or pulling us towards or moving us towards or moving us away from, but that, that dynamic Mm. awareness is a dynamic awareness for me in my mind. Dynamic awareness. And, uh, and vocation is more of the, how, how we live that out or how that is expressed. Got it. That's just one way I've thought about it. Sure. I mean, I've heard other people talk about it in different ways. Um, and I think through my disparate, uh, as you say, careers, um, one of the things that, this is hindsight, of course. I, when I started as an engineer, I really didn't like it. And once I have given that thought as to why I did not like that route versus mm. the other things that I've done, um, I think one of the main reasons is because from a religious standpoint, from a spiritual standpoint, um, I now can say that for me, one of my overarching themes is God first. Mm. And for me, that plays out in 
not evangelizing so much about it, but being me second. Mm. And so when I've gone through or looked back at the thing, the different things I've done, engineering didn't fit into that world. It okay. was very, very straightforward, very me, very I, very product oriented, very non-connected, I felt at that point in time. Sure. But even when I went into teaching, it's the giving back and giving, for, you know, giving back and forth. It's the conversations you're having. It's the aha moments. Um, and that thread, I think, is what pulled me through because when I went into aquatics and I went to post-rehab mm. exercise and fitness, it was always listening to their stories, listening to their concerns, listening to their issues, and how can we move from here to there? And then coming back to education in terms of music this time, the, the, the thread was still there. Um, and I think it's part of how I see myself in terms of being a bridge. I like being on the journey. And I feel that that's part of my calling to journey with folks. Mm. Um, sometimes as a catalyst, sometimes as just a friend, sometimes as someone just accompanying. But that idea of being a bridge, that idea, that part rung more true mm. as I've thought about it. Okay. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's remarkable. And, you know? and you, you did tease out there for a moment that the, the, the through line I sort of mentioned that the, the connection between these different sort of things mm -hmm. is this this interface, this personal interfacing, mm -hmm. this this catalyzing agent, or this uh, you know this whatever, whatever the case where you were in contact with people and helping to advance the causes of others. It seems like, which is also very interesting because a few episodes back, Josh and I were reflecting on where we've been so far, and. One of the ideas that popped up in our conversation was when we say putting God first, mm -hmm. that sometimes rings different bells for people. And that can ring for me, you mm -hmm. know, speaking candidly. Uh, I've, I've heard that used in sort of uh, what ultimately were destructive or, or unhelpful sort of ways when someone said putting God first. Because that, that, uh, that putting of God first was limited, had a very limited scope and potential. It involved going to church more or reading uh, the Bible more or doing some activities that in and of themselves aren't necessarily bad. Right. They just weren't, they weren't fruitful, nor did they make this person or these people better people or like right. from as an objective as a place as I can sort of offer that feedback. Mm -hmm. uh, when you said putting God first in the moment, you, you, the way in which you then described what that involved sounded nothing like what I, <laughs> in, in any of the problematic things that I think I've encountered. And and I think, I know my, my co-host Josh also had a similar, I think, response when he talked about his understanding of like putting God mm -hmm. first there in this hierarchy of sort of priority or attention or focus. It wasn't that he sits on a mountaintop and then only meditates on, right. on the uh, omnipotence right. or, you know, or whatever, of like conceptualization mm -hmm. of God. It's right. that like, it, it's, it's a, it's a compulsion. Is that the right word? Or being compelled into, uh, into a way of being in the world that is more dynamic, as you were saying, yeah. like what you, your definition of calling, like more dynamic and a more full version of who you are. I don't want to, again, put words in your mouth with that, but it sounds like that's kind of what you've teased out, which is what's made your navigation of these different yeah. aquatics, engineering, even though engin and recognizing that engineering wasn't good, you know, for you. For me. Yeah. Right. Uh, and music, th mm -hmm. that's what's connecting these these sort of worlds mm -hmm. sort of together. Well, also, I mean, the extension there is if we think of music as, a, as one of the more universal ways of spiritual expression, mm -hmm. right? We're use, it's being used in faiths 
all over the world, right? From, you know, from ancient times till today, you know, it's being used outside of faith, you know, as a way to express what people are feeling. So emotional expression. Yeah. And so for me, when I think of God first, me second, it allows me then to put myself in a space where I can feel and I can express. And music for me is the way to express is the, is the next step is I've, I've taken this in mm. and one way that I can express, sure. you know, what I feel or this, this message I want to put forth out there. And a lot of what I wrote um, as an undergrad uh, music wise was sacred music, sacred choral music, okay. um, more so than solo music or, or any other kind of music for that matter. Cause I believe in the collaboration, the conversation that even embedded in your creative even, product yeah, was because, this sort of like because you hear, vocation. you understand, you get to move with them, and and that creates a community of faith, so to speak, or a community. Sure. It does, yeah. and then when you live as much as you can the gospel, or live those tenets that we're we're learning from the Bible or other world scriptures, right? Sure. Um, you get a sense of if I'm living it and I'm being part of it, then then people are seeing this through me. Mm. And hopefully this is building that community of faith, but building a, a community that that allows us not to just coexist, but to really lift each other up mm, and allow us to move yeah. forward. So for me, that's all of that is embedded in this God first, which means me second. I have to listen if mm. I'm going to understand, and then I'm going to share so then I can further the conversation and discussion so I can learn more, so then I can understand more, mm. and then I can share more, and we can move together on this journey because I can't get anywhere if you don't go anywhere. Sure. That's, that's remarkable. Yeah. So that's beautiful too. I, I really appreciate your response there. Uh, and it's very, uh, challenging in, in a helpful way, I think to me, um, hopefully our, our listener can, can resonate as well. I, I wonder in, in that same sense, then what are, what have been some of the roadblocks maybe, or, mm. or the difficulties that have come with, uh, this emerging sense of your vocation and who you're called to be and what kinds of like, uh, even the kind of creative product you're about mm -hmm. producing or efforts that you're uh, trying to literally orchestrate, but like, uh, and then orchestrate in terms of bringing people together. Right. Well, what interferences have you, have you run into or things, hurdles have you had to sort of overcome to, to feel like you're faithfully doing that? And maybe mm -hmm. I'll add to that question uh, if it doesn't become too cumbersome and convoluted. I'm sure there have been instances when people haven't, faithfully collaborated with you or caught your vision or quite jumped on board with uh, this articulation, your articulation vocation, so that when you've put yourself second or put God first, other folks maybe have felt third or, 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 or not even that. Maybe they've just, they've not, they've not valued that you're, that's what you're trying to do. And I know, again, like you said, you're not telling people that this is what I'm doing explicitly. Right. You're sort of just living it, but where has there been either maybe pushback or just difficulty in in realizing some of the ways that your vocation um, ha has has taken shape and your come yeah. to be as it is? Um, I guess in some instances it's played out as uh, authenticity, mm -hmm. in the sense that are you for real? What do you mean? Right. You know, no, it, we should do this. You need to do that. And, and I would sit back and say, no, I'm, I'm open and let's discuss this. We can make changes. We can, you know, whatever process we're doing. And, I, and especially as an aquatics director, you have to be a lot, very flexible. You're not the boss. Hmm. 
but you you run a, quite a large group of programs sure. and people and kids that you really have to be flexible. Mm. And I think sometimes that flexibility and me coming from, you know, with the approach that I have, um, the challenge was, no, you should do this and you should do it that way. And I would always think, well, there's, there's other ways we can do this. Sure. That we can do this versus I do this. Yes, I can do it. And I think the challenge there sometimes is the, the you, some folks may think you're trying to be too nice or trying to placate them. Mm. Um, and that's not the intention. Um, and then I step further back. I said, okay, what do we need mm. to do? Let's go do it. So then I have to take a bigger step. I have to take a big step forward. And um, it's challenging because it's, it doesn't feel comfortable. It's right. not coming from a place of comfort or from a place that feels like you're challenging yourself. You should do this. It comes from a place of it doesn't feel right. Yeah. But okay, this is where they need me to go. This is where we're going. And then other times where you just feel a little, a little left out there. Mm. You've moved with someone or with this group of people and they've gotten this far, whether it's an accomplishment um, <clears throat> personally or professionally, and they move on. Yeah. And you're still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can and, see that. You know, being that's a catalyzing hard. agent or an, an accompanist, not necessarily in the musical explicitly sense, but like, yeah, sometimes you you you've helped someone do a thing, you've connected that mm -hmm. dot, whatever, and but you don't you don't make that transition as that well. momentary or for me it's temporary, but it, it comes every now and then. You feel like, oh man, mm. I'm still here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it's. For me, anyway, it's, it's quickly suppressed by, wow, but look at what they're doing. Sure. Or, or the friendships or the, the groups I've been part of. I've been part of my fraternity mm -hmm. since I started college, oh, way cool. back when I was a founding father for my chapter back at Delaware. Awesome. And the relationships that I've seen grow out of that founding of that group. And I was mm -hmm. not the only founder by any means, um, but I was the organizer. Right. And that was my role, to take it all in all these different... Um, ideas, what we want to do, and put it all together and present right. something that we we can all work with. Mm -hmm. But when I look back on that today, everyone's gone in their different directions. They have families, they have kids now. Sure, you know, um, and those kids are growing up, and it's seeing those friendships being maintained and and, um, and cherished. And even though I may not be part of those individual circles, mm. I can call on any one of them at a given, any given point in time. But it's the idea that I that I. That excites me that I was part of that mm. community that was created. And now they're doing so much more. And now they have kids. And these kids are doing these things. Wow. And so for me, that, that sense of fulfillment or that sense of joy was because I was, I was able to be on that journey with them for a while. Sure. And help them to get from here to there. And there they go. Wow. And so when I feel down, I think on about those people or some of those moments. And sure. It's a quiet joy for me. Yeah. It's not an exciting, you know, shout at the top of my lungs from the rooftops. Right. But it's just a, I can sit back and smile and 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 feel good about it. Yeah. And for me, that's enough. And 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 to, to be fair, you don't strike me as someone who's and I might I hope I'm not uh, my psychologist wife might uh, catch me for <laughs> misusing this term, but you don't seem emotionally dysregulated or 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 like. Or putting up any false pretense in terms of you're not like this constantly. You're a happy guy. I mean, you, I've, when I'm around you, you've been a pretty joyful presence, and 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 that's contagious and it's awesome. But I also don't get the sense that like you're a hundred percent on joy all. The, you know what I mean? Like like all the time. And yet, I feel like um, 
like what you said, uh, there's some, you do have this, I, I feel you, you just talked about experiencing moments of like, sort of, oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm still where I was, or I, this hasn't, my path hasn't continued in this way. And yet like it kind of, we've, maybe it's because we've talked to so many people who do farming or something lately, but it almost sounds like you've had this chance to like till soil in people's lives, Absolutely. right? You know what I mean? And then see the fruit of that labor. And that is in and of itself, you said suppressing, and I don't want to like say that that's a bad word for you to have used, but like it, it's not that it suppresses maybe any loss or like grief yeah, that you feel for where you're at. It just, uh, it just adds to the to the goodness that yeah. that has come from that quote. Uh, it's getting too farm analogy here. I mean, I almost said harvest, but that has too many. <laughs> no, but it's it's, it's it's similar. You know, yeah. you you get to feel that you were part of that whole process that led to that harvest. And then it grows into something else. It may grow into that fine wine. And you're realizing that I'm setting the seeds down or at yeah. least I'm pruning to yeah. get ready for the next season. Right. And sometimes you feel like, oh, I want to be that fine wine. Right. Or one that could be the fine wine. But then I think, well, that's part of my calling. Sure. Or vocation. Yeah. Depending on, you know, which, sure. you know, which part of that scale we're on or whatnot. Right. Um, that we're moving on this journey, right? We're mm. moving along here and I get to experience these joys and, I, and that's the selfish part, nice. right? I get to, I get the sense that when I am down, I have these moments, I can get these moments of, of this of quiet joy and these, these are the reasons, these are the little, uh, the, the fuel as it were, yeah, the okay. little pops of candy as it were to just perk you up and say, hey, okay, I got it. I got right, it. right. You know, and I think if we're thinking spiritually, um, I think that sometimes, you know, God is smiling down on me sometimes. Yeah. And he says, I know this is hard. I know this is challenging today, but thank you. And mm. that's and that's a moment I have, a moment I wake up and I'm walking my dog and there's a sunshine. Yeah. Or I'm walking my dog. I'm experiencing the walk through this these groups of trees. It's a cyclical gratitude, right? Yes, absolutely. And then I think of music and and what I can do with it that day and different you know different themes and rhythms and it's exciting to me and then I can talk about music to folks. Yeah. And then I can see that aha light that you know that moment come on for some of these uh, students that I have and it's just it's so exciting. Right, right, right. And I don't know, I like them to see this I want them to feel this right. energy that I have sure. and, and feel the energy that they have and, and just be part of that community, be part of that underlying energy that... Yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's, it, it, what you did, it, it does sound, and I'll say it again, it does sound sort of cyclical. There's this sense of like feeling appreciated, mm -hmm. even if not on sort of a, a quote, human to human level, but like if you feel appreciated or loved by God, shall we say... How much that might and then inspire you to keep going uh i think that gosh that's got to make all the difference in the world especially at times when people don't convey their appreciation what? to you uh yeah that's that's really remarkable as well uh thank you for for sharing that bit that's really again got my, my but mind that's going. also the easy part of 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 not of of, of understanding putting god first and me second it's because then when they have those moments, it's, I can understand that I can sit back and let them have that moment yeah. and not feel threatened by, by their, whatever they're going through that sure. feels, you know, or, or 
or any lack of appreciation from them per se, because mm -hmm. that's not the reason why I helped them in the first place. Right. And sometimes I just fall into that helping or that being part of the journey mm -hmm. um, in any way. Um, sometimes happy accidents, sometimes yeah. not so happy accidents. Right. But however we get there, it's not their appreciation that matters. It's wonderful when it's there and appreciated mm -hmm. and welcomed, but there's a deeper drive mm. um, that, that doesn't need that all the time. That, right. that outward expression of thank you, thank you, thank you all the time. It, it's awesome when it happens though. That's, that's, that's awesome. We've been, we've been teasing out this, this season a little bit, especially lately uh, since our review episode and, and a couple of the people that we've talked to in uh, thinking about, and you said as much, you, this kind of calling as being sort of this dynamic awareness, but that vocation is almost as much about posture mm -hmm. as it is about sort of activity. Yeah. Um, and uh, no one really like assumes a certain posture in a vacuum. They don't, they, you know, you don't, you don't learn to be who you are or grow mm -hmm. into who you are. I think of like talks about, I think Aristotle talks about, you know, your second nature and mm -hmm. like cultivating things that become like a, an impulsive response or like a true of who you are and mm -hmm. like how you operate in the world. But those are things that are cultivated sort of skills. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard to call characterological things skills sometimes, I think. You know, you don't get like paid for being a good, you know, a good or whatever to flatten that and keep it simple. But how, what were some of the environments like or what, oh. what, do, what do you think you could point to as being the, the sources of input or, or what oh. shaped you into being able to get to this place where you have this kind of vocational posture such as you do? Um, this is hindsight because I wouldn't have thought about this in the time. But um, I grew up as a, in a really Catholic, big Catholic household. Okay. <clears throat> so, you know, you're going to church all the time. You're involved in youth group all the time, whatnot. Um, and I had the opportunity after school to go back and um, work as a teacher in the CCD program, the education program for those coming through. That's a catechism class, yes, right? Yes. Okay. Um, and so that I think was an eye opener because uh, Mrs. Benjamin, uh, this, she was Shout a out. wonderful, I know really, <laughs> if she hears this, um, she was amazing at just getting to the heart of the matter in terms of conversations, um, in terms of how do, we, how do we lead in this direction how do we get them to talk more about, about God in their lives in a practical way as opposed mm -hmm. to a very theoretical way or just according to doctrine? How do we bring the two together but bring it from their perspective? And she was really instrumental in, in helping me do that or mm -hmm. find ways to do that. Not always successful, but it was really eye-opening. Um, and then when um, I had another teacher, Miss um, Norma DeMunt, who was always challenging us to, you know, to take everything with a grain of salt or or to look at your faith not as a thing that must be, um, but as a living, changing, evolving mm. entity, as it were. And that's something in our lives, as our lives are changing, and as we are going through different phases, that your faith is going to change, um, or grow, or contract. Mm. But it's, it's being aware of all of these things, and, and constantly maybe trying to resolve them in ways that 
in a direction that feels right. Hmm. She was always challenging us to challenge ourselves. Mm. Right. So that was, that was important for me then. Um, and of course I've had composition teachers, um, since then musically, and they challenge you to think outside the box or if you're inside of the box, where can we go from here? Sure. You know, so it's, it's that whole idea of the beginning of, you know, enlightenment, you know, like ask yourselves these questions, right. you know, whether you're giving yourself these restrictions or not, ask yourself these questions. Where do you feel that this should go? Um, how do you feel that this should develop? Maybe this isn't the way it should go, but the idea of exploring those avenues um, and just being open to the fact that maybe all of these are valid ways to go mm. and directions to go and things you can feel and perspectives to understand, you know, and doctrines to maintain all of that melded into all of that history, all of that support for me was instrumental in helping me understand, you know, as taking a step back as being number two, mm. I'm in a better space to understand and feel because I can listen more. I can understand more. Mm. I can share more. Others will share more with me. I can learn more. And so those teachers, as well as my composition teachers and, and one really great friend, um, Kevin Irwin, I'm going to call him out. <laughs> nice. um, just a uh, upstanding human being. Just mm. He was instrumental in so many ways of just challenging me mentally just in everything um, but was one of my best friends I mean still is one of my best friends mm. um, but it's just I don't know he's just been a real rock for me sure and watching his kids grow up and his the company that he's working with and how that's grown up around and watching him grow as a person mm. and then realizing he's helped me grow as a person through mm. our friendship so that's God playing out in a more practical sense. Sure, sure. That's him working from the sidelines. And that makes me smile. It gives me that quiet joy and realizes that I need to be there in that same way and continue to be there for the folks that are around me. That's a more, yeah. that's a more expansive definition of even, I think, who God is, perhaps, that you offer in that, yeah. in that response, uh, let alone what God might be doing. Oh because God, I think I think something that I'm starting to see more and more, and again, this is just uh, this is a maybe a theological bomb to drop, but uh, <laughs> I'm seeing that maybe like God is and does might be the same word or, or concept. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean? Like yes, maybe yes. maybe maybe we've like we we partition those things a little too strongly, and again, that's another can of worms for another time. But that, that connects back to, I, I think, the, the practical dimensions of an otherwise cognitive exercise. You talked about people who were helping you to do certain cognitive exercises in perceiving and thinking that then, that then have resulted in certain actions and or behaviors. So again, this is something that it sounds like you've spent the better part of a lifetime sort of cultivating so that yeah. you now are postured to do a certain way so that yeah. you even can perceive a friend of yours succeeding or doing well in a way that is informative to your own growth, <laughs> let alone be actually instructed by that person. <laughs> that's, 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 that's telling of a certain kind of posturing, I think. Okay. Uh, I mean, again, that's my read of it mm -hmm. and you can correct me if I'm yeah. wrong, but, um, it feels right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and you said that too, like you, you did say like you're the catechesis instructor, mm -hmm. uh, Mrs. Uh, Benjamin, Benjamin, that's oh, right. Yes. So you said, um, wanted to p push you towards what felt right. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that that's, there's something there too, that there's this multi-sensory way of being and doing yeah. in the world that is more than just right thinking, mm-hmm. which is orthodoxy, right? Or, or uh, uh-huh. uh, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, or right practice, which is orthopraxy. And then these sort of these the doctrines that we inherited, but really like this internal deep felt sense, which is something that listeners would have heard in a previous episode at this point, I believe too. And so, uh, wow, there's just so much there. I'm, I'm talking too much. No, uh, I led you off on these tangents. I apologize. No, 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 that's, that's quite good. And we're, we're, we're more than good on time. Um, moving into the future, uh, Valencio, how do you imagine, um, well, yeah, what does what does the future look like for you? Because it sounds like you're at this exciting precipice, or no, not precipice. You're not about to jump off into something brand new. <laughs> you're like you said, you're making a return into music, both as a composer who's participating in creative works, but also as an instructor. Um, how do you see your sense of vocation continuing to evolve or take mm-hmm. shape, or is it pretty settled now? And it won't matter if you end up as a rocket scientist in the next 10 years, <laughs> or if you just continue composing. Tell us a little bit about where you think things are headed for you, as much as you can predict that. Uh, yeah. um, I think uh, at, this, at the juncture where I'm at, in terms of composition, um, I feel like I'm able to express myself differently than I have before. Okay. Music is its own language. You know, we've heard that a billion times. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and it's just an avenue for me to express what I feel that God is calling me to do, to express that which is within you. Sure. You know, whatever that is. And that's, that's joy. That's love. Mm-hmm. That's all of those you know, adjectives or, or nouns or whatever we can yeah, think yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. That's, those are all those things. Um, and for me, I think composition is the is is now the direction that will probably lead me to a really contented space. Okay. Being an instructor is challenging, but rewarding in a different way mm-hmm. because then I feel like I'm more actively engaging in the dialogue, engaging in the painting of this canvas. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot uh, this song, uh, who wrote this song, um, something to the effect of, um, we're all unfinished works of art. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a couple years ago. And I really liked that that phrasing. I really liked that idea that we are all, we are all artwork pieces. We're all valued. And in writing music for me, I'm sharing that which is you know, that part of me that is the value. You sure. know? I'm sharing that that picture, right, sure. musically. Um, in instructing, it allows me then to help move the paintbrush across the canvas of so many other folks. Sure. And in turn, they're moving my, they're, yeah, they're shaping yeah. my canvas. That's cyclical know? idea That's cyclical idea. And yeah. so that's how I feel that I should be giving back all that has been given to me. Mm. And... I guess that's the golden rule when we think about it (laughs) it in a roundabout way. Um, but yeah, in terms of moving forward, I I feel like this Avenue, it'll be, um, the way I am able to live the gospel, Mm -hmm. you know, live the ideas that, you know, God has been putting forth to us through all these different prophets, Mm -hmm. prophets and Jesus. Um, 
So if I see you working on an oil rig in 10 years, it shouldn't come as a shock then, right? That you no. you will bring that same spirit and energy to that space as well. It'll Yes, the career means is, is just a means to an end, right? It's all about the calling and the vocation and, and the underlying spaces that I find myself in or that I put myself in or I end up in. Right. Um, you know, whether you want to subscribe to God is placing me and he already has a plan for me and I'm already there and I'm, I'm just realizing it or that I'm creating these F avenues and he's creating these spaces for me to exist in. Whichever direction you want to go in, the goal is that I maintain this sense or the hope is that I'll be able to maintain this, this, um, the... I'll be able to maintain the drive to stay on the path that allows me to feel this quiet joy mm. and the feel that this sense of fulfillment, this sense of giving back, this sense of being in the space where it feels right. I need to be here. I'm not sure if I need to be here for me or if I need to be here for that mm. person. Um, maybe I need to be here. Maybe I need to be a bridge between these people mm. or this or in this situation. So as long as that is there, mm. The rest is not so not not so important. Wow, you know, it's not so important. Wow, that's a great note right there. I, I feel like we can we can kind of wrap things from there. Valencia, uh, thanks so much for coming in today. We always invite our guests to share any uh, parting thoughts that, that we you might have left on the table that you thought we should uh, we should be aware of, and or uh, please do share where we can find you in the sort of digital ether, the the, in, the interwebs, <laughs> as it were ways we can follow up with the kind of work that you're doing now or things that you've been a part of in the past we'd love to also help to promote that or you know, at least point people in that direction so well um i'm revamping the website valencia jackson uh i don't exactly have a uh dot com well hopefully dot com hopefully dot com um, <laughs> okay we'll see if there's another one out we'll there, see if there's another one out there. <laughs> um so that'll be up and running this fall uh, in no time and i will have up a ton of music there hopefully um, words to leave you all with, uh, live your best life. Mm. And it's such a generic term, right? But if you really think through how you are called to live, or if you can think through the, voc the various vocations that we all have individually, right? That we're, that we're realizing in different ways, mm. live your best life. You know, find those moments of quiet joy and a sense of fulfillment and allow those moments to direct mm. you because that's where, that's the space of the call and that's the space of the vocation. Allow those spaces and those, and everything that erupts from those spaces to direct where you should go next wow. because God may not be speaking with the huge microphone from on high on that cloud up there. Yeah. You know, he's speaking to us in different ways, in different places, in different spaces quietly. Mm. Sometimes more loudly than we realize, but he's there if we listen. So if we keep ourselves in the spaces where we can hear him and and hear others, hear him in others, through others, yeah. it'll allow us to live our best life. Wow. I'm sure of it. I'm sure of it. Amazing. Valencio, thanks so much for coming in today. And with that, Foreshadow is an online spiritual literary magazine rooted in the Christian faith. Our website is foreshadowmagazine.com, and we are on various social media platforms. Please make sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to now. And do share this through all of your own social channels. I'm Will Shine, and that's the forecast for today. <laughs>